Welcome back to another episode of the Adam Schefter Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be joined by Packers Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones as he discusses his interest in cryptocurrency and reflects on the life of his father, who he lost to COVID back in April. What a week it was, week four, and it was a crazy travel week. We spent Sunday night, all night flying to Los Angeles, Monday in LA, getting ready for the game at SoFi Stadium, which we'll have some words about in a moment. Leaving from that stadium before halftime to fly to Denver to spend Tuesday morning in Denver working on a story before we flew home. And when we got home Tuesday night, as we sat down to tape this podcast at roughly 9 p.m. Eastern, call comes in that the Dallas Cowboys have made the surprising move to move on from Jalen Smith, their linebacker, who they signed to a contract that still had five years and $50.75 million left on his current deal. The Dallas Cowboys still have to pay him $7.2 million. The Cowboys had called around the league to see if anybody would be willing to trade for him, and nobody was willing to take on that salary, even with Dallas offering to pay some of that salary. And they still could not find somebody to take Jalen Smith. Now, somebody, once they do release him, will be interested because he still can play. But his performance had fallen off some from the great level it had been at that had caused Dallas to give him the huge contract that it once did. And now Jalen Smith will look for work. And by the time somebody hears this, who knows? He may have another job. We mentioned SoFi Stadium. What a stadium. Last Monday night, we were at Jerry's World for Cowboys Eagles. This past Monday night, SoFi Stadium for Chargers Raiders. And as nice as Jerry's World is, and it's great. It's unbelievable. I actually think SoFi Stadium beats it. And the people who go to games there understand what I'm talking about. And it'll be the site of this year's Super Bowl. And as I stood on that field on Monday night looking around, I said, there cannot be a better stadium to host the Super Bowl this year, or really any other year at this time, than SoFi Stadium. It is a spectacle. It is grand. It is lavish. It is exceptional. What a great job. The Rams and Chargers did, mostly the Rams, building that stadium in Los Angeles. It is a sight to behold as the people attending the Super Bowl this year will see. And then we went out to Denver on Tuesday, and you get the same warm feeling I do going back to Denver, where I lived for almost 16 years. And I know I went to the University of Michigan undergrad and Northwestern grad school, but I really do feel like I got my master's from Denver Broncos University, spending as much time as I did around so many great people in such a great organization, educated me and left me grateful. And every time I go back there, I feel so warm and happy to be there because it has such special memories and did some really fun things there that hopefully people will get a chance to see in the coming weeks. We'll share them with you on ESPN programs, as well as this upcoming podcast later this month. Stay tuned to that. You will not want to miss that. And you won't want to miss Aaron Jones as well. So on this week's episode, Aaron Jones, the Packers Pro Bowl running back, was kind enough to give us some time. Aaron Jones. Today's unique story from around the league is part of ESPN Nation, brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I love that Showtime's iPad comes up on the screen. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) <laughs> thank you it, 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 that's what we call our ipad showtime huh 
Yes, sir. That's 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 my nickname. And isn't that the name of the company that you and your brother are part of, too, Aaron? Yes, sir. It's Showtime Ventures. <laughs> and, and what does Showtime Ventures do? Um, so we actually are very excited. This is our first uh, announcement and first venture into uh, our business. Into uh, we're we're partnering up and investing into FTX, which is a leading crypto exchange, right? Yes, sir. A leading crypto exchange. Uh, they're a phenomenal company uh, in business. Uh, they're a lot like myself, uh, similar to me on and off the field. They um, they give back into the community as well. So um, it, it's very fitting. And uh, they invest, they've, they want to invest in me. I want to invest in them as well. What is the conversation in the locker room, Aaron? Like, what do people want to know about cryptocurrency? Uh, they just, they want to know all about it. They want to know more about it, what exactly it is. Um, it's a decentralized current uh, currency um, that you can trade. Uh, they have so many different uh, coins. And that's the thing. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm football. I can't, so I can't give somebody what advice to what coin to pick, but I can tell you, you can trade it through FTX. Well, there you go. How did you, how did somebody, like, how did you pick up on this? Um, you know, I, I kept seeing it. Uh, I've been, I've, is, I've been interested in it, uh, for, for some time now, uh, in talking with my team, my financial advisor, uh, I, I did, we did our research mm -hmm. and, you know, I saw I recently signed a, a new contract and did a lot of learning and saving through that time. And you no know, time was going to present itself where, uh, where it would make sense and I can get him could get involved in into something like this. And by the way, that was a big contract you signed. A deserving contract, but a big contract. How did that change your life, Aaron? Uh it changed not only my life, but changed my family's life uh forever, knowing that uh we'll be good forever. And it's kind of weird how uh life works. You know, my dad was here to see it. Uh he was he passed two weeks after. So it's like, like in my mind, it's like he he's like, OK, I can I'm I know you guys are good now. You guys are good forever. I've done my job as a man in a sense, you know. Um, so it's it's a little bitter, a bittersweet. But uh, I know he he worked just as hard as me to get that contract. So um, I know he when I got it, he was smiling ear to ear and just he knows that we're good forever. And when you signed that contract, and for those who don't know, it was a four-year, $48 million contract that included a $13 million signing bonus, $13 million guaranteed, an average annual salary of $12 million. That's life-changing money, Aaron. You talked about how it changed a lot of people's lives in your family. What do you mean by that? I'm a huge family guy, family-oriented. Uh, my my brother, from my brother, my sister, my niece, my son, um, my mom and dad, we all lived under one roof and uh you know just to know that they don't ever have to worry about anything i mean they they're retired military so they were they they were decent but just knowing that they don't have to worry about anything and um my niece doesn't have to worry about anything or my son that they're taken care of and my family's going to be taken care of for generations to come and when you see the size of that contract and you hear the numbers Aaron and you're signing on the dotted line what goes through your mind a lot of things you know just uh just thankful, um, blessed, thank, thanking God, but uh, 
just like how the hard work has paid off. And um, I like I, I knew my time was coming, just had to, you know, continue to put in that work and stack the success. And it's just a I don't know, it was just a, like a dream. Like I, when I was walking in the building to sign that contract, like, is this really real? <laughs> it's scary as a running back to get to that point. You hope that running backs is good and talented who work as hard as you do get to that point where they get to sign their name on the dotted line for a payday like that. But there are a lot of running backs in this tough league of yours that don't even make it to that point because of injuries. That's always the scary part about that, right? Oh, yes, sir. That, that is a scary part. You know, the average um, for for the average shelf life in, in the NFL isn't that long, let alone at running back. Um, so so to make it to that to that stage and is, has uh, been my goal, not only this far, but to content, but to continue to play like um, my goal is like Frank Gore, you know, look up to somebody like that and just see like how, how long have they been playing and uh, at a high level at this position. And it just shows that it can be done. Have you spoken to Frank Gore about that, Aaron? Uh, I have, to, I have spoken to Frank Gore about that, which is uh, pretty amazing. Um, thank you to drew um, for making that happen. Uh, drew, drew your agent, right? Yes, sir. Drew Rosenhaus. So he connected um, you and Frank? Yes, sir, he did. And what was your takeaway from Frank and the key to his longevity? Because he played, I think, for 49 years in the NFL. You know, uh, it's crazy uh, how it comes back full circle. It's just the same thing that my dad has told me. Just always outwork the person. Just always outwork everyone, not just the person next to you, but everyone. Um, When you think you've put in enough work, you you haven't. Um, Even from, like, just the little things to – um recovery um that you, that you don't think about that that's that's hard work making sure that you're eating right every day just the the small small things when when you don't feel like doing something you remember why you why why you're doing it because you want to be great so frank gore gave you the same advice that your father gave you growing up this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Adam. Yes, sir. I'll work everybody. Um, and it's crazy. Sometimes you just got to hear it from other people. Um, I mean, my dad, when my dad told it to me, it stuck with me. But then, you know, you hear it from other people and it just reassures you. And a lot of people saw what happened on that Monday night game when you played Detroit. You scored four touchdowns. And then you come on TV afterwards and talk about the fact that you lost your father's ashes. What happened that night? What ha- Like you were carrying your dad's ashes? Uh, yes, sir. So I've, uh, since my dad's passed, I've been wearing a necklace uh, 
and it has a little football charm on it. It's a small little black necklace, has a uh, football charm with his ashes in it. And uh, through through the course of the game, uh, I, f- I felt it kind of drop, and I knew the chain had broke, felt it kind of drop. And when I got to the sideline, I told our staff, um, and they immediately was like, don't worry about it. We'll look for it. We'll find it. We'll have our the field crew look for it. Um, they found the necklace piece during the middle of the game. Um, they didn't find the charm. I told them exactly where I felt it fall. And uh, our trainer, uh, we call him Flea, Brian Engel. Um, after the game, he was like, you know, you had a, he's like, you had a hell of a game. Go home and enjoy your, your family. Go enjoy your little one. Um, he's like, I'll go out there and look for it. And I'm, I was still up with my little one about 145. And I get a text message from him that he had, uh, he found my, uh, found it. He sent me a pit, uh, picture with the football in his hand. What was your reaction when he, when he texted you like that and called you? Just like, wow. Like this day has been amazing. Like this day's come full circle and just, you know, forever grateful for Flea. That's something that's so, uh, valuable and sentimental. Uh, and I, you know, for me, I thought I had lost it. Well, I thought I wasn't going to get it back. You know, that's, it was, it's, it's, it's very small. And uh, on a football field, it's huge. And so many people will walk through that end zone um, throughout the course of the game. I was like, this, I'll, I'll never get it back. And, you know, talking to Flea before before he found it, he he had uh, he had gave me some kind of reassurance. You know, he was like, maybe your dad just, he was like, maybe your dad wants to be in, in Lambeau, in the, in the end zone in Lambeau. And I'm like, you know what, that's not a bad place to be. And, and I was cool with it. And but he told me he was gonna go back out there and look for it and he found it. What a selfless act by Flea. Did you do anything to reward him for that when people find a wallet or something and they give it back to somebody? Anything like that that you honored him with, Aaron? Well, I'm having something special for his family um in the works right now. Yeah. Uh took some time for me to like think about it. I was I was at home talking to my brother, and I'm like, man, I got I gotta give him something. I'm like, I have to. And it, it can't just be, you know, something. It can't just be anything. It has to be something, of, not of, not necessarily of value, but something meaningful. You know what I mean? Because this was something so meaningful to me. So, what will you do with your father's ashes now? You have them back. Do you plan to wear them for each game this season? Are you going to keep them at home? Did your experience in that Monday night game change the way you will approach having your dad's ashes? Where are we with all this? Oh, no, sir. Me and Pops are flying high. He's out there on the field with me. Um, shout out to our equipment uh, staff and Red Batty. Uh, he created a pocket inside my jersey where I could just I have it, I drop it down in there. And uh, it's, it's like Velcro, like it stays closed. And he'll come over and uh, in the middle of the game and move it over, check for it. But uh, it won't get out. It's pretty much sealed in there. I think so they created a pocket for me. They created a special pocket for you to have your dad's ashes with you at all times during games. Yes, sir. And it just shows how special um, our staff here is our support staff here is in green Bay, you know, from the training staff to our equipment staff um, to, you know, our, our coaching staff to GMs, just the whole, the whole time that uh, I've been experiencing this and dealing with this, you know, they've been there for me from the funeral to, to this, you know, so is it means a lot to me. So you will, for the remainder of your career, Aaron, I would imagine, carry your dad's ashes with you during every game. Yes, sir. And if you don't mind me asking, how old was he when he passed away, and how did he die? 
Uh, he was 56 years old and he passed from COVID. Wow. And what was that like to have to deal with that when your dad was fighting that off and you learned of somebody you loved and somebody who was so important to you? What was that period of your life like for you, Aaron? Um, it was it was long. Those days seemed long. Um, you know, I th- it was he was in the hospital for about, I think, 12 days. Um, the t- 10 days he would, he was getting better, showing progress. So, um, you know, not that I wasn't too worried, but I, I was like, my dad, my dad, he's a, he's going to make it through. He's a, he's a fighter. He's, hmm. his, he's already showing signs. He's getting better, getting better. And then I think it was like, um, day 11, they called and just was like, uh, you know, everything's, everything's dropping. Um, and then I think it was day 12, was working out, um, got a call that I needed to come home. And I knew, I just knew right then something wasn't right. Um, and uh, we got a call that we needed to sign DNR papers. Um, my dad didn't, uh, he didn't, he, want, he didn't want to be incubated. He wanted to be able to come home and see us and spend time with us and, you know, he always he always told us um, when I when we were little. Um, so I smile about this because he always told us when we were when we were little that he would always make it back home to us. Like you know, he he was in the army, so we we spent some a little time away from him and my mom um, when they were fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan, Kuwait. Uh, Dad's been stationed in Egypt, so uh, but he always promised us that he would. And all every every trip, every mission, whatever it was, he always promised us that he'd come back home. And so I say he came back home um, one last time for us. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss. And I'd be curious to know if his passing changed the way that you view COVID at all. Yeah, I, I got I, I got vaccinated. Um, I definitely got vaccinated after that. Um, but my the crazy thing is my dad was at his first first shot which is yeah so it kind of threw me off but i i definitely got vaccinated um started being a little started being more cautious um i mean it's we weren't really going places doing a lot of things so kind of just continue to just work out and go home work out and go home but it's interesting that the debate that goes on with people and there are a lot of players in the nfl prominent players that don't want to get the vaccine and I'd be curious what you would say to somebody that was apprehensive about getting it. I don't have anything against anybody who uh, doesn't want to get vaccinated. I mean, people have rel- religious preferences or um, other preferences. Um, but I mean, I took the right uh, steps to protect me and my my family um, from from COVID. And um, we, we've we've lost somebody. So we, we're trying to do everything that we can in our power to not lose more people. He'd be very proud watching you this year, Aaron. He'd be very proud seeing what he, we've seen so far. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, do you get any sense here with all this media discussion, all this speculation, all this discussion about the last dance? Is Do you buy into that at all? Uh, no, sir. Um, I just, I'll just go out there and play football. I, uh, I, you know, I take it one game at a time, week by week. I'm not worried about next season or any of that I'm worried about uh, this week in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I have one other favor for you, Aaron. You don't have to call yes, me, sir. sir. I, I understand you come from a military family, but you can call me Adam. That's going to be hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? 
Uh, I just, I have a habit. So many people be like, you don't have to call me, sir. Like, Coach LaFleur. He's like, you don't have to call me, sir. And the next thing that comes out of my, my mouth is, yes, sir. He just looks at me and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not the only one, right? I, I shouldn't feel, I, I'm like, you call me, sir. You're making me feel old. You're making me feel uh, a lot more respected than I should want to feel. I don't deserve to be called, sir. You keep calling me, sir. And I don't, you know, like, rather you just call me Adam. All right, I got you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't hard, Aaron. I appreciate that very much. Hey, I want to I want to thank you for the time today. I want to wish you luck with the new venture, the cryptocurrency venture that you've gone into, FTX. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to join us today, sharing some personal thoughts and feelings. We'll be following you and tracking you the rest of the season, and we'll be pulling for you, sir. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. There is the Packers Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones as the Green Bay Packers get ready to play their second straight game against an AFC North team after hosting the Steelers at Lambeau Field this week. The Packers are off to Cincinnati, and Aaron Rodgers is 1-2 in his career against the Bengals with a QBR of 46, his worst against any opponent. Go figure that. Not sure exactly why or how that is. The game of the week this week, in my mind, has to be Sunday night. Bills, Chiefs, a rematch of the 2020 AFC Championship game that the Chiefs won 38-24 after the Bills initially led 9-0 in the first quarter. Could very well be a preview of the AFC Championship game this year. And fittingly, we bring up Buffalo because this past week, the former Buffalo Bills running back, LaShawn McCoy, retired. And when I heard the news, what I always think about with LaShawn McCoy is the day that the news surfaced that he was being traded from Philadelphia to Buffalo back in 2015. It happened to be in February, and it happened to be on a day where I told the guy that I used to pay to drive me to ESPN, no, you don't have to be here in mid-February. There's not much going on in the NFL. Go ahead, take some time off. And so I decided to drive myself to ESPN, to Bristol, Connecticut, on a day that it happened to be a raging snowstorm. And as I was coming home at about 6.30 that night, I get a text that said, LaShawn McCoy is signing with Buffalo. And I got the text as I'm driving in the snow and I'm looking down and I'm saying, LaShawn McCoy signing with Buffalo. Free agency doesn't begin until next month. He's still under contract. He can't even sign with Buffalo. How is this happening? Well, I began making calls. And sure enough, I had to pull over in the snowstorm because I couldn't see where I was driving. And the news had come in that Philadelphia was trading LaShawn McCoy to Buffalo for linebacker Kiko Alonso. And it came in like the middle of February and a day nobody was expecting at a time where there was a raging snowstorm in Connecticut. And so I still to this day have no idea where I was pulled over on the side of the road, but I was pulled over calling into Sports Center, doing live shots over the telephone from some godforsaken snow-covered road, couldn't see anything. And that was the last time that I allowed myself to drive to Bristol, Connecticut. It's just something that really should not be doing. You become a hazard to the road. And so that is something that I always think about with LaShawn McCoy. And the other funny part of that story was that Chip Kelly, the Eagles coach who I called when I got the word that this was happening and I couldn't get him, was speaking at a temple in Philadelphia, some community service, was doing a charitable appearance. And so when the word surfaced that LaShawn McCoy was being traded and I reported it at ESPN, 
and everybody was looking for Chip Kelly, who never expected to be under siege that night the way he was. There were all these live local news trucks that showed up at this temple in Philadelphia. And I know this because I once brought it up to Chip Kelly after he came to work at ESPN. And we talked about that night. And it was just a crazy night. Snowstorm, unexpected move, big time running back. Chip Kelly at a temple (laughs) under siege from the local news trucks. And so we wish LaShawn McCoy a successful retirement and thank him for a storied career split primarily between Philadelphia and Buffalo, where he was a tremendous talent. Before I let you go, please check out Organized Chaos, an ESPN podcast hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker, Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also, the Peabody and Emmy Award-winning 30 for 30 film series presents Once Upon a Time in Queens, a four-part documentary event about the city, the swagger, and the wild ride of the 1986 Mets. This documentary explores the epic tale of one of baseball's most dominant and iconic teams and its legendary World Series comeback. Hear from former Mets players and fans, including Daryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Bill Burr, Cindy Lauper, and more. All four, part, all four parts of Once Upon a Time in Queens are available to stream on ESPN Plus and the ESPN app immediately. I want to thank LaShot McCoy. I want to thank Aaron Jones, our guest on this week's podcast. I want to thank my great producer, Christina Buswell, for putting up with me and putting together another podcast. I want to thank you, the listener, for putting up with me and tuning in when I'm almost falling asleep after being gone for two straight nights and not sleeping at all. So without further ado, I'm going to sign off here. Tell everybody to have a great week. I'm going to sleep. Be well and stay safe.